0: You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. Head on over to MileHighHuddle.com for all things Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country.
1: There we go. Live on Paris, had an issue at first all right last facebook group here and then we'll be good to go Uh, spinning wheel there we go hello 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 welcome into another episode of broncos for breakfast i am your host nicholas kendall along with my good friend and co-host scott kennedy scott happy 6th of july i hope you enjoyed the uh somewhat extended weekend
0: yeah, I kind of did nothing yesterday. So it, it felt like that. Actually, I went over because you know it had been at least a day without baseball. I went over and watched uh 12U World Series. So mm-hmm. over at East Cobb. So, you know, the uh there's a there's a team if you know anything about youth baseball, you've probably heard of East Cobb baseball, uh, which is right where I grew up. And they've got a team that is now fifty seven and 0. That's uh that's good. Last time I checked. So I was like, I gotta go check these boys out. Yeah. And they all look like they were sixteen years old playing twelve U baseball it was crazy.
1: Man, I unfortunately I've been up that situation a few times in youth sports. <laughs> One time we were told to go to a field, and uh, I think I was like in fourth grade, and we were undefeated. We had a really good soccer team, and uh, we like we went up against these guys, and they are all freaking massive. And like I think our undefeated streak ends today. They were ninth graders. They sent us to the wrong field. Like fourth well, graders were ninth graders. Like this is something's wrong.
0: Well, and and, and this is now fast forward it to the modern era where I check this kid out. East Cobb Astros, you know, that's 45 minutes, not the usual 20. So 45 minutes from my house. This kid hits a home run in the first. They bat around, hits another home run in the first. So they scored 21 runs in the first inning. And this is bracket play. This team was three and two in pool play. And this is a World Series. This is a legit team. I click on him, check his birthday. Yeah, he's a holdback. Then I click on it, look at it again. Fullerton, California. He's from Fullerton, California playing on the East Mm -hmm. Cobb Astros. I'm like, something's wrong with 12U sports, man, with youth sports when we're doing this kind of stuff. But anyway, uh, EJ, good morning. Good morning. And Corey Johnson, good morning as well. Appreciate y'all being here.
1: Yeah, thanks, guys, for joining us this morning uh, for an episode of Broncos for Breakfast. Like I said, I am Nick Kendall and uh, joined with Scott Kennedy. You can find us both on Twitter, um, Scott at Scout Kennedy and myself at Nick Kendall, M-H-H. Your boy had a uh, tweet go viral this week, almost thirty thousand likes. So uh, nice. that really? was a fun time. Yeah, it was a uh, it was just a meme. But uh, I'm famous. Verify me, Twitter. I'm famous. No, um, yeah, we had like. I, you stuff.
0: know what? I actually think it's cooler to not be verified these days. It's just like the Incredibles. When everybody's verified, nobody is.
1: Yeah, so,
0: you know, two yeah. of the biggest accounts I follow are are non mark. I'm like, I like that. That's cool. Now I want to be different. Now, now I want to be different.
1: Well, if I get it, you better be happy for me,
0: Scott. Oh, I I will give you (laughs) foot. That was one of the things people always ask me when we were working at SI. It's like, how do I get Twitter share I'm like, I don't know. I don't care. Twitter's not writing you a check. Work the site. That's where you're going to make your money.
1: That's a good point, but... It's all about me. No, um, actually, it's all about the listeners. But make sure you guys follow us on Twitter. Um, Also, follow us at HuddleUpPod and at mile high huddle. Um, If you're joining us on Facebook today, I see we have Greg Smith and Tommy Simmers in the house. They've already clicked those thumbs up over on Facebook. If you guys can do the same, click the thumbs up, click the heart react, click the care react, click the wow react. You know, we'll take them all. Um, Also, while you're over on Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash MileHighHuddle and facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle. Check out the pages, check out the comments. Uh, You can see uh, earlier episodes on there, everything. Um, Our main bread and butter though is YouTube. If you're joining us on YouTube today, please uh, subscribe, like, and share. Doing show helps the show a heck of a lot. And also um, while you're there, make sure you go to Scott's channel, which I am posting right now in the chat. It's right here. You guys can click that link. It's in the chat right now. And uh, that'll take you to Scott's channel. And Scott's been doing some soccer, f- football stuff recently. But fo- American football is on the horizon. That's got to be coming up real soon.
0: Yeah, we did. Uh, through popular uh, request on this channel, on this show, had several people. I know Muhammad came and joined us. Jeremy came and joined us. I was like, we'll talk heroes. And I brought my good friend in who's been following uh, the international game. You know, I think I know these guys. And he'll, he'll be like, he'll name these guys. I'm like, how? I watch four or five games a day half the time. And I've never heard of these players. How do you possibly know these guys? So my, uh, my good friend, Jason, we, we did a, a talk back and we went two for two, actually three for three on the euros. So, uh, on the, uh, on the quarterfinals. So not that there are any big surprises, but, uh, we, we did go three for three on our, on our predictions.
1: Well, there you go. And, uh, who do you have that's left? Well, let it's me Italy, left. Spain.
0: I like Italy. I do. It's, uh, that was who I kind of picked to win the whole thing. Um, You know, I I think Spain is just too soft up front, and then England, Denmark. I like England, but Denmark after the Christian Eriksen, I won't call it tragedy yet because you know now since he he survived, but what could have been a tragedy has rallied around. And if they beat England, I'm taking Denmark. I'm like, okay, team of destiny here. Um, But I like uh, I like England, Italy, but we'll see. Spain's uh, Spain's you know got a lot of history there, a lot of champions, but Italy's playing really well. Uh, just lost uh, uh, one of their fullbacks who was playing incredibly. at Torn Achilles, which mm. that's another discussion on here. We talk a lot about injury and recovery and strength and conditioning and all this kind of stuff. And the Achilles, you know, no pun intended, because that's how it was named, you know, as a, as a weak spot, but has been popping up more and more often as injury on these guys. Um, you know, when I was growing up, I remember one one player who who busted an Achilles was Dominique Wilkins. It was the first time I ever heard of it. Now, you know, there's multiple players on teams that are doing them and it's just, you know, with all of this m- muscle work that you're able to do, you know, I don't, I just don't think the tendons and ligaments are keeping up, you know, so we're running into, into more, more injuries is uh, like that, but the Achilles has been, um, been tough, you know, and, and there, there was another one that went down. So hope he gets better and uh, looking forward to some Euros at three o'clock Eastern today.
1: Heck yeah. And uh, guys, we're going to get into our main topic now. But first, we want to say hello to everybody in here. Obviously, Corey Johnson over on YouTube. Hello. How you doing today? Good morning. EJ, good morning, Nick and Scott and Broncos country. Greg Smith. Hello. Goodbye. Um, Aloha. Good- <laughs> yeah, g- Aloha. There you go. Ciao. Uh, good morning, fellas. Good to see you, Greg Smith. U.S. Dave coming in here. And based on today's topics, let, uh, let me start by saying I drafted fan and Sutton for my fantasy football team last year. Yeehaw. Morning, fellow Bronco fans. Uh, EJ, uh, saying I'm hungry. What's for breakfast? Some, uh, some Iowa tight end on the menu today. Um, Bridgewater or Tommy oh, Simmers coming in. Yeah, pieces. exactly. Six five, two fifty five. You know, that's a, that's a whole lot of meat. Uh, Bridgewater coming in here to say, all right. Uh, Tommy Simmers coming in saying Bridgewater, Virginia has the same problem with their little league program. Senators sons across the board for the most part. Well, uh, not what you want. Um, Tommy Simmers also talking about some, um, the uh, Euros saying spain plays like they're trying not to uh, trample the flowers uh oh be careful if jeremy's in here he'll let you know um we got joseph in here uh saying go broncos dave glassman's in the house good to see you dave with the hearts uh thank you very much dave over on facebook um we got darab in the house hello darab good to see you hello uh the pooping hippo Hello, good to see you, buddy. Um, it's afternoon in Pakistan, Darab over in Pakistan, and proven once again that uh, Broncos country is you know it's not just Colorado, it's not just the U.S. Man, it is everywhere. And I hope you are uh, doing fine over in Pakistan. I know that somewhere over uh, over in that region had a crazy heat spell recently. So hopefully you're doing safe. Uh, Gary Leeds Palmer, uh, king of the superstars, uh, all the time over on Facebook saying hello, Broncos country, and the BFB dudes. Good to see you, Gary. Hope you had a safe and fulfilling. uh 4th of july um so um uh, you know thank you so much for joining us today keith cummings in the house saying anyone but england it's not coming home for keith cummings um so there we go and we got uh, shane coming in here shane Daniels saying can't wait for the season to start me too i'll take training camp Hell, uh, let's let's get going Preseason games like actual stuff to break down um and tommy Simmer saying you don't want both sutton and fan on your fantasy squad not enough points to go around um i typically try to avoid the broncos at all costs just because i don't want to be double let down if they stink um the only time that wasn't the case is when they had peyton manning and then i was like you know what it's gonna be good so i still took him and i won many many fantasy football leagues because of those two um and our first super chat of the day coming over on youtube from max power thank you so much max and if you guys are uh able and willing to contribute uh, like max did here that helps us a heck of a lot and that keeps the morning shows viable uh otherwise i don't want to you know it's not like we're going to be taken off the air for sure but Chad's always, you know, he's like, okay, what's working? What's not working? So seeing stuff like this uh, helps us point to Chad that, hey, it's working. Even in the dead of the offseason, it's working. So thank you very much, Max. It really does help him a lot. Um, Max coming in five dollars or five pounds uh, saying pound. pound. Okay. I, it's pound easy to remember
0: because the euro looks like an E. The
1: okay. Euro looks like an E. It kind of looks, like, looks a, like an E too.
0: That looks, well, that's an L. So that okay, looks an more L. like an L. Look more like, like an L. A, an an oh. L. So the, the pound symbol is L and the euro looks definitely like an E.
1: Okay, Max Powers coming in. Shout out to my favorite MHH hosts. Wow, Max, thank you so much. Uh so we know the top three in the league, Kelsey Kittle, Waller, but Rank Fant, Hawk, Gasecki, Goddard, and Mark Andrews. Oh man. This is where do, we throw, where do we throw Kyle Pitts in there now? I think you have to just wait. Like let's let's talk midseason. Yes, no,
0: no. We don't no? wait.
1: That's not what we do here. Uh, okay. <laughs> we
0: That's, project that... and predict. And then we're yeah. horribly wrong.
1: I would put uh Kyle Pitts behind both Fant and Hawkinson. I'd put him above Gaseki. Oh man. Okay, I'd put him behind Fant, Hawkinson, and Goddard. Um, because Gasecki and Mark Andrews, while they are good receiving weapons, none of neither of them really make the needle move as blockers they're more kind of uh flex tight ends no nope, and
0: n- nobody's rating tight ends on blockers ever it matters they all look they it all matters. look at them based on they all look at this. it's like oh he's a great blocker we're gonna pay him a million we're gonna pay the guy catching touchdown passes 10 million i'm, I'm sorry it's just the way it is
1: nick boyle tell that to nick boyle making what, 12 million a year um it, it i think it does matter there's a reason that uh um, Gronkowski was always number one. It wasn't just the receiving; it's the blocking as well. And I'm looking for differentiators. Um, so uh, the tight end but that he can was do an it elite all,
0: pass catcher.
1: Yeah, that's I mean, true. But he can do. He's a
0: differentiator, but he was still an elite pass catcher. Yeah. He's still an elite receiver.
1: Yeah, no, that's true. I, I don't know. I mean, You've got I'm the number
0: for- one. You've got the number one at Denver of this entire conversation, and Shannon Sharp right there. Yeah, no, he was a big receiver. He wasn't ever a. A you know, a, 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 what you call a, a a normal what you think of as a tight end. He was a, he was a big receiver who played tight end.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and that's what these guys are becoming. You know, they're they're jumbo they're jumbo receivers.
1: Okay, well, I agree with you. I it still matters to me I'm an Iowa Hawkeye. So uh, the blocking <laughs> has to matter. Otherwise, still what are we matters, gonna
0: do, <laughs> but when we're going through rankings, I promise you they're going to be ranked on what they do catching the ball.
1: Yeah. Well, I would probably go in this case, I would go Fant, Hawkinson, Goddard, Mark Andrews, and Gusecki. And if I had to throw in Pitts, it would be in between uh, Goddard and Mark Andrews. I think,
0: and and for me, I'd just i like to see numbers. I think Kyle Pitts is going to have big numbers just based on the fact that Julio Jones is gone. He's got a good quarterback that's going to throw in the ball a lot. Um, You know, he could be, he should be in the 60 to 70 catches minimum. Uh, 900 yards, 10 touchdown range as a rookie should be. So, you know, where do those numbers stack up for, for Kyle Pitts? And then where do you, where do we expect uh, Fant to be in that, in that group? Yeah. Fant should- he's, he's got, there's more weapons there. You know, there's, there's more weapons for there. There's more receivers, more targets, less mm-hmm. chances, so to speak for, for Fant than maybe some of these other guys, which is gonna, is gonna go, it doesn't mean he's any less. He can be more effective with less touches and more efficient with his, with his catches but there's there's more there's more weapons at Denver.
1: Yeah, that's a good point um, all around. And uh, this gets into our topic here today. Uh, thank you very much, Max, once again for the super chat. Um, Noah Fant was recently featured uh, for the Denver Broncos, and he talked a little bit about how much he's busting his butt uh, this off season, um, talking about you know just the process of how it's become a 365 day a year uh, NFL, and if you're not improving during the off season, uh, you're going to get left behind. So uh, he's talking about um, in a recent interview saying, quote, man, I've been busting my butt this off season and you've got to put all the work in the off season to get the results in the season. Um, my focus has definitely been first thing, getting healthy, getting my body healthy and right. Then ch- then change of direction has been a main focus this year. So, uh, he goes on. There's a little bit more. We'll get into it, but, uh, early thoughts there, obviously, um, getting healthy. That's something that Broncos fans, I think probably don't appreciate enough. There was when the Broncos first drafted Noah Fant. there's a lot of people who wanted linebacker or offensive tackle. And they've been kind of up against it with Noah Fant. Um, like people last year saying, like, Albert Alcoy, but i was going to take his job. No, he's not. Um, but the last two seasons, Noah Fant has been uh, dealing with injuries in the season, and he's played through them. Uh, so shout out to him. Um, but the, when he came into the league, some people kind of labeled him as, you know, potentially soft or not, like, willing to do it. His first uh, rookie training camp, he came in and they're so like, oh, is he t- in the best conditioning shape? Well, Noah Fant the past two years has played through injuries and uh, you can kind of see him hint at that with uh, his first comment there in this interview.
0: Well, and, and, there, you can do so much work in the off season, you know, and cause you're going to lose weight during the season there. Mm-hmm. it's tough to keep on. And, um, a, a good friend of mine is one of the best trainers in the world. Literally these guys come to the off season and I, I watch what they do and I watch where they show up and where they get there. And there's so much work that can be done. And you mentioned the word there. Um, it's the change of direction. It's the explosive movement. Yeah. They're not working for combine times anymore. They're working for, you know, there's a difference between combine training and um, useful is the wrong word, but you know, training that you can actually use uh, on the field and, and change of direction is so important on there. We talk about how we look at the L cones and the shuttles for who are your true athletes, because that's the change of direction. Um, so ha- having him going out there and again, working on his flexibility, cause that's huge for for your for staying healthy. And then, you know, the mind, just, you know, keeping your mind right. Because like you said, it's a, it's a long, it's a 17-game season. Who's going to stay healthy 17 games this year? I mean, you just, you just hope that there aren't any, everybody's going to be hurting by the middle of the season. You just hope there aren't any any really real injuries in there.
1: Yeah, no, seventeen game season. You make a great point. Uh, you're going to get your dings up. It's the guys who can play when they're you know eighty, eighty five percent and still be effective that are the ones that are going to carve out a long role and uh, be useful throughout the season. You know, it's not like I don't want to continuously throw punches, but DeJuan uh, James, you know, I feel ninety five percent. I'm not going out there. It's like, well, you're not going to be out there very often then, because if you're not going to feel one hundred percent in this game, even like talking right now, he's talking about getting healthy and feeling healthy. How far are we out from the season last year to still be talking about that? But that's just kind of the the reality of uh, the game of football, especially in uh, today's league. Well, and it goes back to
0: one of the uh, the scoutisms I came up with a long time ago is, you know, they say you can't measure someone's heart. It's true. But you can damn sure tell if he's got one or not. You know, yeah. and you, you start questioning a guy like Johan James is how much they really want it. How much? Because, mm-hmm. you know, he's – Rich beyond his wildest dreams. Yeah. Um, you know, will never have to work a day in his life. Three generations behind him should never have to work again in the day in their life. Um, and you've been battling injuries. How, how bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? So uh, I don't think there's any question it, with the mentality of this team. And we talked a little bit about, you know, what's going to be one of the biggest factors for Noah Fant? Because we had the same discussion about one of his biggest factors, which is quarterback play. You know, we really like the mentality, and we've heard it with uh, was Cushionberry, I believe, too. So mm-hmm. if uh, if I had played better, they they wouldn't have drafted uh, uh, Liners. What's his name? I'm, Quinn 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 Miners. They wouldn't have drafted him. Yep. Uh, you know, Drew Locke said the same things. So if I played better, this wouldn't be a discussion. So the mentality that I'm hearing coming out and out from this from these players is fantastic, and it's mm-hmm. lining up for a really good run for the 2021 season
1: all coming down on the quarterback gosh dang it <laughs> um us dave saying show uh, for show we got uh, joseph t fisher in the house over on facebook good to see you joseph saying von miller is going to have an amazing season uh, i hope so that's one of the guys where i try to be not biased but when it comes to von Full on Homer. That's a, I can't help it. Uh, Michael coming in here saying good morning, Nick and Scott from Broncos for breakfast. Great to see you guys today. Live on Facebook. We are Broncos family go Broncos. And if you guys are like Michael joining us on Facebook today, please click the thumbs up or the heart reacts. We got Gary Leeds Palmer with the only heart so far. Gary <gasps> loves us. Join, join Gary in the love. Uh, Peter Middleton's in the house too. Good to see a debt. Zebulon job. Libic, Joseph Fisher. Oh, we got some more coming in now lens in the house. Uh, Simon's in the house. George Fox, uh, Greg Smith, yeah, So thank you guys very much for joining us. Um, here we go. We got Zach coming in over on Twitch. Good to see you, Twitch listeners in here. Um, what's the most known sport since elementary and most underrated during adult? There's two answers. The most known sport since elementary and the most underrated during adulthood? Um, I think probably, I would have to say probably soccer for both, right? Like I feel like every <laughs> single little kid plays soccer and then, that kind of goes to the wayside uh, for adulthood. Um, you won't catch me out here saying hockey. Um, heck, maybe it's football too. That's how I, I actually got to say football. Everybody knows football. It's still underrated. We should have every single person in here. If you're not, even if you're a Broncos fan, you should be coming in here, joining us for Broncos for breakfast because football is that good.
0: Well, what I, what I always said I liked about soccer is you can play the same game for basically your whole life where with American football, you're you're basically done at high school. You know, mm-hmm. you're not playing tackle. You're not playing the same game. You can go play flag, but the game's completely different. So like soccer and basketball are two sports that you can play, two team sports you can play for life. And the game doesn't change. You may play it slower, but the game itself doesn't change. You're still playing five on five, full court, that type of stuff as adults. Whereas, you know, with fast pitch baseball after high school, you're probably playing softball later. There's some adult leagues out there, but 90% of the people are, are playing playing that. So if, if that's what you mean, youth soccer is humongous and in but baseball my god i i had no idea i mean i knew it was big but i had no idea how big youth baseball was and you get teams from little nowhere georgia that can come up and compete with teams from metro atlanta that are drawing from five million people in metro atlanta and win that doesn't happen in soccer you know you're not getting a team coming down from vidalia georgia that's gonna play against the 12 u top team in from atlanta in soccer that doesn't happen it happens in baseball so Anyway, so I'm not quite sure what you meant with that comment, but, you know, youth participation in, in soccer is huge as kids mm-hmm. and you can keep going as adults.
1: Yep. Good point. Uh, Peter in the house over in Turkey. Hope you're doing well. Peter says a uh, Nick and Scott. Hello. So we need we so need a bit of luck this year with health, and that would be amazing. I mean, I think not enough people give credence to that for that Broncos 2015 Super Bowl run, just like, uh, Seahawks fans or NFL fans in general don't give that enough uh, credit for the Broncos in 2013, where they were missing, I think, six of 11 starters on that defense, which, hello, <laughs> makes up a hell of a difference. So uh, that you're a good point there, Peter. Um, we got EJ in the house saying Fant should have his breakout this season, uh, this year. He just needs to make more highlight plays and break tackles, score more touchdowns and become a better blocker. Um, fan's actually a decent blocker. I'd probably give him a B. Um, in that regard, I know we're coming back to tight end blocking. I'm sorry, Scott. Um, but uh, I want to poke at you a little bit as far as uh, he talked about his change of direction, here, and you mentioned that that's the actual like football on the field. Mm-hmm. How for a tight end does increasing the agility improve your play on the field? Now, obviously, just in general, it should. Uh, but any specifics?
0: No, it, it's huge because uh, assuming you're not getting jammed, which a lot of times they are, but as soon as they come off the line you know most of their routes are going to be angles you know they're going to come right across the middle you know drags or, or outs so their mm-hmm. change of direction is more important than a receiver's for the you know for an outside receiver for the most part who's doing most of their stuff oh not most a lot of their stuff at full speed i mean you you see somebody run you know a comebacker that's absolutely all change of direction but you know if you're looking at running backs and tight ends the closer you are to the line of scrimmage the tighter the spaces the more separation you're going to need to get so if he can come out, you know, you're running right at a linebacker, you square him up and he doesn't know which way you're going and you can get out of there quickly, you're uncoverable. With that, with that yeah. kind of size, you don't need that much space. You're almost always open. So the, the change of direction for a tight end, it, it's, I think it's most important for corners and running backs, but for a tight end is right there too. And linebackers, it's important for everybody. It's the most important part of the game.
1: Quickness, yep. not necessarily
0: yep. flat out speed, but the, the quickness and acceleration.
1: Yeah, and it should help uh, specifically if you're looking for aspects of the game. Um, the ability to create separation in routes, right? If you're quicker, uh, you can sink your hips quicker. You can get uh, tighter breaks, um, and that means you can get open quicker um, and maybe even some double moves, well, which and is pretty good. Frankly, that's
0: why historically the best athletes have always played defense. Yep. They, they just have. Um, they twitch. You know, they're, because they have to react. You know, I can if, I, if I'm coming at you, I know where I'm going, but you don't. So in order to stay with me, you've got to be a better athlete than me. Yep. You know, you've got to be able to you've got to be able to break out of that and make it up. So, you know, the best athletes in the NFL are corners and it's it, that, that's not really, you know, there's obviously freaks at this position, or this position, but across the board, it's cornerbacks
1: easily. Yep. Yeah. So uh, agility, um, the other area where it should help him as well. And it's something that we saw at Iowa but not to the same extent. Like he was just running away from dudes at Iowa, you know, big 10 linebackers. And there's some good linebackers out there, but a lot of them, you know, they're, they're the plotters. They're still running four three base a lot of time. Um, some of those schools at least. Uh, but it's the, after the catchability, Right, like Noah Fant, if he was, he was able to outrun a lot of guys or at least like get pretty good separation just putting his head down and running, but now if he can make a dude miss in the open field or change that angle just slightly because of the change of direction, you're talking about going from 20-yard receptions to house calls. I mean, well, that really could be a difference maker.
0: Uh, You've you heard me say it before. Uh, it's a little sadistic, but it's fun watching yeah. the 260-pound guys getting loose in the secondary and watching – Watching them drag players down and it, it fires up the whole team and the yeah. crowd. You know, you you get a you get a tight end in the secondary dragging three guys with them for five or six yard. It elevates the entire stadium. Um, so you know, I'm I'm a huge proponent for the tight end. I've said it a hundred times and the fullback for that matter, which is uh, another dying breed. Um, t- tight ends make it a comeback. Fullback not so much.
1: No, unless you're uh, playing for Kyle Shanahan. Um, Gary Leeds Palmer in the house again. Good to see you, Gary. A little off topic. Do you think Achilles injuries is a conditioning issue? Um, I am not a physical trainer. Uh, I do have a medical degree, but it's not um, in this specific kind of area. Um, So I'm going to go with no on this. Uh, Typically, you see like hamstring issues as being a conditioning issue, but Achilles uh, most of the time are freak occurrences. Now, Scott was mentioning earlier, you might be seeing them more and that might just be, pushing the limits of the human body with like guys packing on so much mass and they're bigger, faster, stronger than ever. And the Achilles aren't like evolving with these athletes getting bigger and stronger. So, uh, there's only so much pressure they can take and you're seeing them pop. But as far as conditioning, uh, I would say no.
0: So I was going to say yes, but not for the reason that you would think, but for the reason that you just mentioned, because yeah. the rest of the body's conditioning is elevating so much That there's not things you can do to work your tendons and ligaments in order to keep up. So if I'm I I can tell from from my point of view, I always thought that what was going to keep me playing from keep me playing is my Achilles have both popped my whole life. I can stretch them out and they go bang. I was like, okay, one of these days one of them's gonna go and then I'll stop playing. Turns out age still beat me. But (laughs) I can tell being 20 pounds heavier than I'd like, my Achilles start getting sore. So that extra weight that 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 puts on it. Now you're talking about. Players that are, you got linebackers playing at 260, 265 instead of 220. Mm-hmm. So there's all that muscle mass, and, the, and now it's good, good weight that's making them be able to change directions faster and move faster and carrying more weight than they ever have. The ligaments and tendons, they don't, they, you can't work those out the same way. So is it a conditioning issue? Yes, but not a poor conditioning issue. It's just the fact they're not keeping up. And frankly, the concussions are the same way you've got everybody moving faster, bigger, faster, stronger, but the skull and brain haven't really evolved. No. So the collisions are getting more violent more often. So you're, you're having more brain trauma. So no. it is a conditioning issue, but it's because the human body is evolved to the point where the conditioning is so good that there's certain parts of the bodies that haven't been able to keep up. And I think that's why, cause there was another one that came in, asked about uh, another, an- someone else asked about injuries more. That's why you see more tendon and ligament injuries, in my opinion.
1: Yep. Um, and we got slide and glide bros coming in here with the $5 over on YouTube. Thank you very much. Slide and glide bros, uh, saying what up guys just wanted to show some love for the pod. Well, we've you very much for keeping the lights on in here. I know that it is dead season and uh, historically dead season means it's a little bit harder to get the views. It's harder to get the, uh, the, uh, super chats, but, um, you know, anything helps. And yeah, so we really appreciate you. And, uh, you know, man, thank you for keeping the lights on and showing some love for the pod. Like you said, also another super chat, uh, coming in over on YouTube from TD Randall. Thank you very much. TD, uh, saying that finally got to rewatch the OU spring game and the nation's top quarterback, Caleb Williams, number 13, looked in command already. Keep an eye on him and his development Broncos for breakfast, mile high huddle for life and Broncos country. So, uh, TD Randall throwing down the gauntlet saying Spencer Rattler, number one quarterback uh, in the in the upcoming draft. And I think right now, if I was a betting man, um, which I only bet if I know I'm going to win, so not typically. <laughs> See, I'm the opposite. Okay. I bet to lose. If my team's oh, okay. a favorite, I'm betting against them.
0: Mm. I'm like, all right, if they lose, if they this, this is how you bet. This is how you hedge your bets. If your team's favored by seven, put a hundred bucks against them. What would you pay to lose to guarantee a win? If they win, I'm willing to pay a hundred bucks they win by five they win and i get 100 bucks and if they lose at least i get 100 bucks so yeah. that's how i bet
1: <laughs> oh there you go that's uh that's hedging that for sure Or the
0: opposite if there's a team i hate i'll bet on them to win
1: so then you'll have a little bit of money
0: yeah i'd pay uh, 200 bucks to watch them lose absolutely well if they win at least i get 200 bucks
1: i've done that with alabama not 200 <laughs> i'm not <laughs> not that but uh that's uh for sure um yeah, I know Spencer Rattler. Have you watched much Spencer Rattler? Or you still I, I haven't
0: started at all with uh, with the next class, I'll, and I won't until for the most part until until we start playing games, and okay. I'll start watching. I'll start watching the next year's games. Okay, which we're not far oh. away from NFL no, kicks we're off August sixth for preseason. It's my son's birthday, by the way.
1: Okay. All right. Well, yeah. That's that's uh, right around the corner. Um, so uh, yeah, I really like Spencer Rattler. The questions with Rattler aren't the talent um it is the character um apparently he is and this might this this pure hearsay so like i don't know him so like don't don't take this you know to, to the grave but uh apparently he's not the most beloved person um had some run-ins with t- uh, teammates before uh issues with coaching i think lincoln riley sat him last year as well when he was having some uh issues um dealing with stuff so uh Spencer Rattler, that's something, and that's, you know, wide receiver, cornerback position, okay, you know, like I can kind of, if they're that good of a player, as long as they're not out there committing felonies, then I can maybe overlook it. Quarterback, they're they're all arrogant.
0: You know, you've got to be arrogant to play at that level. So that's not necessarily a problem. But does he take the
1: coaching? Does he listen? Does he absorb? How are
0: you to your teammates and stuff? You know, can you still be a good teammate and be super confident about all that stuff? You know, I watched this kid that was very highly recruited pitch a tantrum at a seven on seven because the receiver that he wanted to be in the slot wasn't playing is a high school kid, wasn't mm-hmm. playing. And so he said, I'm not playing with that kid. And he like threw his ball down and walked off because mm-hmm. in a seven on seven in the summer, when you're just trying to get reps, guess who didn't make it very far in college after transferring a couple times. I'm like, that's the biggest turd I've ever seen. That's the, that's the word they use uh, for, for scouting. When you when you got that kid's a turd and he was a turd. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't make it. So you gotta watch those kind of things too. doesn't matter how much talent you have if you're that big of a turd.
1: Was this person's name? Did this person's name start with a T? No, I don't think
0: so. I'd have to think okay.
1: about it. Okay. Um, I was uh I was wondering I if it was back or up it. It, 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 I
0: have to I can I remember schools and colors better than the names that this this many kids over 20-something years I, I start forgetting. Um okay he was a California kid, transferred out to Florida. Florida high school, you know, one of the IMG kids and then was out of football, you know, not too
1: long after that. All right. Speaking of out of football, uh, Peter Middleton coming in here talking about injuries. Um, Why were there so many injuries last season? Was it the excessive training? Vaughn has a good example. Um, And this was a, this was a, it was Peter's comment that I touched on. Yep. Um, And he's talking uh, specifically last year, last year, I think you maybe saw more injuries because of how weird the uh, off season was. Um, It wasn't the typical strength and conditioning more was put on the individual players. Um, but with Vaughn also, I mean, the excess, excessive training, Vaughn's getting older, right? This is a wear and tear league. Uh, injuries are going to happen. And it's also like it's ru- uh, Russian roulette with injury, right? Like every saying, single time. A, on,
0: on a long enough timeline, it's going to get everybody. Yep. You know, it's, exactly. it's just going to happen. It's
1: This is a dangerous sport. Mm-hmm. Just yep, take enough shots eventually. Unfortunately, maybe that gun's going to go off eventually. Uh, Pooping Hippo coming in here. Will Albert O get more touchdowns than Fant? Fant will have better stats, you think? Um, I think Alberto is going to have a solid season. Um, there is hope for him to improve in the blocking. front. I know, God, more tight end blocking, but it matters for um, running this off- offense, especially when you have no Fant as your tight end one. Um, the tight end two is going to have to get on the field, and they cannot be a sieve as an uh, extension of the offensive line. Um, will Albert off, uh, though, get more touchdowns than Fant? I'm going to go with no. Uh, we know that last year a lot of people give Schirmer a hard time. Why doesn't he use a tight end more? The Broncos had the fourth most targets to tight end per game. So uh, they're still, they're using the tight end way more than most teams. The only teams above them were uh, the Kansas city chiefs who have Travis Kelsey. Okay. Duh. The, uh, Las Vegas Raiders who have Darren Waller, duh. And the Philadelphia Eagles who have both Zach Ertz and Dallas Godard. So like the fact that the Broncos are number four in tight end targets per game, you just blast that narrative that they don't use the tight end into the sun. It's just, it's false. It's a falsehood. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, but they do, we're closer to the middle of the pack, or I guess in like, if you're breaking it up, like the second quadrant, um, for, uh, 12 personnel. So even though they are using fant a lot, how much are they actually going to use two tight ends on the field at the same time, especially when you have this many good wide receivers as the Broncos have that remains to be seen. But, uh, would I go with Albert Oko, I'm getting more touchdowns than Fant this season. I think this is fancier. I think Fant's going to explode this year. Um, he'll go as far as a quarterback takes him. But I'm, I'm not betting against Fant for any of the stats from the tight ends, even if Alberto Quabenom develops into a good player. Uh, I think Fant is Fant is the dude to watch.
0: All right, I have a question for you, and I'm not going to cheat and look it up. So I'm going to see if you if you know the numbers. But uh, you know, looking at Noah Fant, he had 93 targets, 62 catches, so two thirds, 66.66666 catch percentage. That seems low to me mm-hmm. for a tight end. So going back to those targets. It's a lot. He was targeted almost 90 times, mm-hmm. but he had 60 catches. So that that seems a little low to me. What are the top tight ends that we're mentioning? I would think their catching percentage should be higher than that or will be higher than that. I could look and cheat and find out, uh, but I wanted to see if you knew off the top of your head.
1: I don't know if they're off the top of my head, but um, given what we know about the passing stats of the Broncos last year compared to the rest of the league, uh, that does not surprise me one bit. Um, last year, uh, Jerry Judy had the um, highest... God, it was a it was an advanced stat from Next Gen from the NFL, which I love, man. Next Gen put out a subscription. I need to. I would give you all my money to see those stats. <laughs> um, but uh, it was Jerry Judy was the number one tight end in the NFL in yards expected versus yards that he actually accumulated because of the quarterback play. Um, the targets were just not on time. They're not accurate at least consistently enough. Um, and he was peppered with targets, but like he had the highest rate of uncatchable passes as well. So I would assume that it's, it's a similar story for Noah Fant because unfortunately for as good as your tight ends or your wide receivers can be in the NFL, they're completely dependent on the quarterback position, um, executing it, getting the ball in time, getting the ball, the right spot, right coverage, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, Noah fan um, in college, he did have an issue uh, sometimes with contested catch situations because, there simply weren't that many contested catches situations. He was able to run away from guys. And, uh, Iowa's quarterback, Nathan Stanley was extremely safe with the football because they have the Iowa's a defensive run first oriented team. So don't turn the ball over and good things can happen. Um, so you didn't see that many tight, uh, tight window catches. And, uh, you see more from drew lock in that regard. You know, he did for as much as we give drew lock a, uh, I guess we're not, what's the word I'm looking for. We're real with him. Um, but he does do a good job of, uh, the high uh, difficulty throws he can get those in there. Um, the big time throws I think is Pro Football Focus categorizes them. So that's an area I want to see Fanta improve this year as far as uh, what what can he do to the next level. Talking about agility, blocking, getting healthy, the contested catches is something that uh, maybe that's an issue for why that stat is uh, lower than what you'd expect.
0: Yeah, and I'm trying to. I'm looking at um, Travis Kelsey's was 105 divided by 145, and for some reason I can't work a calculator today. So. I haven't been able to figure that out, but that's about five five out of seven.
1: Seventy-two.
0: Um. So and then, uh, but one hundred and forty five targets for both Kelsey and Waller. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when we're talking about getting Fant more involved, that's you know that's three more targets per game. You know, that's two more catches per game. That's thirty more catches per game. So that that adds up.
1: Um, and I just don't think that'll happen just because the way the Broncos are set up. You have. Well, great I agree. Wilders, I agree. And that's, yeah. as we
0: said, you can you can have a. Less catches, but be more effective based mm-hmm. on based on having a more open field and having uh you know when you are when you are thrown to instead of thrown to all the time all the time instead of being the number one, you might be a real effective third option.
1: Yep, um, but it's a pick your poison kind of thing, right? And it could be also game dependent where you have a matchup that you absolutely love mm-hmm. and you're going to go to that well over and over again. Um, and also, there's going to be injuries that happen uh, because of that. Imagine you know we picture on paper having tim patrick Cortland sutton jerry judy and noah fant for all these games there's going to be games where those guys are either not healthy or not playing um so you know here that's uh something to expect peter gotta give you a shout out here saying last day in turkey on thursday nick i'll be in cambodia next tuesday well uh holiday in cambodia no um, stay, stay safe peter and it's a uh, it's hot down there but uh i don't know let us know what you're doing there that's pretty cool I'd, uh, i need to get out to that part of the world at some point i'd love to get to Vietnam and all those areas, maybe some Indonesia as well. I hear Singapore is really cool. Um, so we'll see. Um, here we go. EJ coming in here. Nick, who is your favorite Iowa tight end in the NFL right now? That should be uh, easy. It's Noah event. Yeah,
0: that should be easy. Come on.
1: <laughs> I, I love Kittle and I love Hawkinson too, though. I like, I really do stand all three of the Iowa tight ends in the league. Also shout out to Sean Beyer. I think I told the story in here before, but uh, your boy here had uh, too many adult beverages and uh, Sean Byers mom at the uh, Iowa, Wisconsin game uh, came to my rescue. Uh, so she, she offered me some food. She said, Hey, do you want to join my tailgate? Do you want some food? Don't you have a seat buddy.
0: here for a little bit and, uh, <laughs> and, and take a break.
1: Oh my God. Yes. Uh, so shout out to Sean Beyer, um, And uh, oh man, his mom's name is escaping me right this second, but um, pulling for you. Also he's from Cedar Rapids, which is really close to my hometown as well. Uh, Simone coming in here with uh, the stars, I believe. So thank you very much, Simone over on Facebook um, and Mo Ron, good to see you, Mo. I see you commenting in here. I want to give you a shout out because we always appreciate your insights. He's saying he takes Sam Howell, number one. I'm putting my, uh, cards on the table here. I think number one overall pick, my number one guy is going to be Malik Willis. I'm doing a lot of projecting there, but, uh, um, apparently it was the, uh, Bruce Feldman. Who's like renowned, uh, college football reporter, analyst writer, um, saying that, uh, there was the, there was an off season quarterback, um, competition no an elite a college elite 11 um and they said he said that malik will well uh, malik willis was just different he's built like 240 nobody had the ball explode out of his hand like is anybody he really else. that big now that's what they said yeah he, they said he looked like donovan McNabb. he's really thick um he's super twitchy he was the fastest guy there and he had the most arm talent there um so obviously there's some consistency auburn. stuff good, yeah good right.
0: job auburn
1: <laughs> uh yeah, so of course, Malik someone else Wallace. has
0: said that you know that Bo Nix is going to be the number one overall, so you know maybe they made the right choice.
1: Ah, uh, we're fixing to find out, but uh, I Liberty football with uh Hugh Freeze, I think, is the head coach, much must watch football this season because and Hugh Freeze, I don't think, is the best guy, but uh, Malik Willis, very fun. Uh, we got Clayton here on in the house. Hey guys, love the show, and also like he says here, smash the like button. We still, Oh, we got some new loves in here. Keith Cummings in the house. Keith, we are, we're reading your article today. So uh, thank you very much, Keith. Um, and, uh, Dave Glassman in the house as well with the heart. Let's get some more hearts, likes, Kyriacs in here. Um, that'll be good. Uh, Zebulon's in the house as well over on Facebook saying not Broncos news, but did you guys hear that? I'll Lawrence call had a Kevin.
0: Sp- I, I, I will. He won't, but I'll call you Kevin.
1: Zebulon Omega. <laughs> it sounds like a, a Facebook gamer tag. Um, not Facebook, uh, Xbox, um, not Broncos news. Did you guys hear that Trevor Lawrence had a special rule in his contract that Tebow can't run the ball at the goal line? Uh, I did not hear that. I've been busy this uh, this week. I went into work yesterday, even though it was a day off, because I'm going to be gone on Thursday in uh, the Olympic Peninsula. Um, but uh, I did not hear that. Did you hear this? Is this real?
0: No, I didn't hear that. That sounds really crazy. I'm not saying no, but that sounds crazy.
1: If I was Trevor Lawrence, I'd want Tebow to run the ball at the goal line because I don't want my body to be the one that's going up against those 300 Trevor houses. Lawrence
0: is a big dude, but we're not, we're not going to be judging Trevor Lawrence based on his rushing touchdowns, you know, yeah. unless he's drafting himself in fantasy football and putting his entire contract on it. Who cares?
1: Yeah. Mm, yeah, no, that's – please, by all means, score a touch. I'd rather throw it in myself, but if it's going to be a run because it's Urban Meyer wanting to run the quarterback power option – Tebow, go ahead, buddy. What are you, 35 years old these days? I'm not doing it. My, I don't I'll want to damage be, my hair. I mean,
0: I'll, I'll still be surprised if Tebow's on the roster. Yeah. You know,
1: yeah. plain and we'll simple. Ugh, man, I guess Tebow just has to do an option where he's the goal line quarterback. He doesn't run it in. He pitches it to somebody right before they get in there. Maybe pitches it to a uh, Leviska Chenault, Colorado legend. I mean, uh, Andrew I mean, Lampy. Coming, He's in.
0: he's one of the best short yardage runners in college football history. I mean, if not the best. I mean, yep. anybody is breaking Herschel Walker's touchdown records, knows how to run the ball a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm. I always thought that that would be just given how much harder it is to throw the football in the red zone, having a quarterback that can come in and do your, you know, some packages that are goal saints line. Are or... on it.
0: Yep. You know, the saints are counting on it. And that's one of the things we said, you know, where's, uh, where's San Francisco going to be? You're, you're going to find a spot for Trey Lance. You know, you're mm-hmm. going to find some packages for Trey Lance in there. I and mean, he's a, he's a big dude, you know, and yep. he, and he can move that you're going to, you know, when, when Michael Vick was drafted, he didn't play right away, uh, but they found packages for him, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, where where he could do some different things. So yeah, it makes sense to me.
1: And Andrew Lampy coming in with stars here. Thank you very much, Andrew. Uh appreciate you. Um so we got uh Mo Ron saying, love the show, keep up the good work. Thank you very much, Mo. Um, here we go. Uh Michael coming in here. How many touchdown passes? Drew Locke will have this year if he is named the starter for the Denver Broncos and who will catch more touchdown passes from Drew Locke? go Broncos. Um, I think we would see 20. Let me, let me look up last year. I just, we need to know what a baseline is. Uh, how many, how many do you think? I think it's number one, but the, the guy who would catch the most receptions would, uh, be, uh, Coraline Sutton. That's,
0: that's Sutton where, where I'm going to, and I'm going to try not to call him Sutland, uh, Coraline Sutton. um, I hope he has a huge year. You know, I root for these guys coming back from injuries, and he was so good before he got hurt. But, you know, Noah Fant, it would be a good shout. You know, if, if you can use a tight end in the red zone, they can be always open. It's like a rebounder at that point. You know, who's you're playing – who's going to get the rebounds in, in tight quarters like that, inside the five, inside the ten, especially. Um, but as things open up, could be sudden. Why not Judy. How about Judy? Is Judy ready for that big second year? But uh, I'd probably go Sutton one, Fant two, uh, Judy three.
1: And it looks like the baseline for touchdown passes last year was right around 24, 26. So I'll give uh, Drew Locke 24. Um, the big thing for me with, or excuse me, not no fan, Drew Lock. The big thing with Drew Locke is keeping the interceptions down. Um, well, did you period. just
0: name a starter? Is that what you just did?
1: Now that's what he said in the comment. If, oh. is the starter.
0: <laughs> oh, if he's named starter. Okay. Yeah, there we yes. go. I'm like, wait a minute.
1: Yep. Wait. And we got a shout out here. Nice stars, Andrew. Thank you very much, Andrew. Um, we appreciate you giving you another shout out. That's a very, very helpful. Also cute little kid there, unless that is you, in which case, you know, um, you are a cute, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. No, not you're not, you. not. You're a cute little kid, but uh, I guess thank your parents for, uh and uh. hopefully you didn't steal the credit card. No, I'm just giving you a hard time, Andrew. Um, here we go. And diamond rattler saying, good morning. Salute or salute, either way. Um, that works for me. Um, and we got uh the Zebulon coming in here. Oh, Miller 707. Good to see you, Miller. Uh, what's up, Broncos fan? Hope your day is going well. Go Broncos, hopefully everyone enjoyed their three day weekend. Um, if you had one. If not, uh thank you for working during the holiday. Um, we got EJ coming in here saying, Any chance Shermer runs two tight ends on offense at the same time with Fanton Albert, Oko okay, more this season? Well. I think inevitably you're going to see more of that this season because the Broncos don't have other tight ends, right? Like they still ran, uh, 12 personnel. I think of the 12th or 14th most in the NFL last year, which puts them right about middle of the pack. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, it was not a crazy amount. Um, they also ran like almost no 21 personnel, uh, very little. Um, it was mostly 11 personnel, which with the wide receivers they had makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, but you don't have Nick Vanette this year. So just inevitably, you're going to see more two tight end sets with Fant and Alberto Cuevinom, um on the field. It's just, it's going to be that way. And also it's the second year of uh, Shermer on this team. Um, hopefully he can figure out a little bit better what works for each quarterback. It does seem that uh, Drew Locke is better when there are more tight ends on the field. Um, so uh, that's the one um, I think you might, you maybe will see more tight ends if Drew Locke does win the starting position, because Shermer's is finding out what's work, what works best for his quarterback.
0: Yeah, and you're going to, for, for all our hopes that uh, Sutton is back, he's, he's probably going to need a little time to come back up to game speed. So, yeah. uh, a second year player in Albert O, uh, no mm-hmm. fan, big time tight end, makes sense. Why not? Yeah. Um, you know, you can, you can move those guys around too. There's nothing that says you can't line a tight end up in the slot. You know, so nope. you can run, you can have them on the field at the same time for sure.
1: Yeah, no, I would, I would love it when teams have a good enough tight end that, uh, once the, they declare who's going to be on the field and the other team matches personnel and you have them in base and it's like, okay, guess what? My, my tight end going to play solo side, like out wide even, and, uh, please have a linebacker chase him on the boundary because that would be incredible. I did that all the time. I'd play NCAA and I'd make the Iowa Hawkeyes roster up to date. And it was with Noah Fant even. And I'd like, you know what? Noah Fant, you're going to go play X on this play. A wide receiver, or a linebacker would go follow him. Goodbye. 60 yard touchdown easy. And see, I liked running the
0: wishbone. Cause I just like oh. beating up on people. <laughs> oh, man, I would... <laughs> so I took like the, the 2002 Auburn team and put Cadillac Williams at quarterback at quarterback and then dropped in Brandon Jacobs and Ronnie Brown there at tail. And we, we were, we did okay.
1: <laughs> Gosh. Um, and we got Peter Middleton dropping us some stars here. Thank you very much, Peter. You've uh, always been a star on all of our shows. So we appreciate you a lot. Um, Thank you so much, man. I, I don't even know what to say. That's uh, you're, you're a very good contributor to the community, the comment section and uh, helping us keep the lights on in here. Um, Andrew coming back in. Thank you earlier for your stars. Um, he has a question now though. Uh, who is your guys' sleeper pick from this year's draft? Um, Scott, I'll give you the floor here, uh, off the gate. Cause I've been talking, I need to drink a little bit more coffee.
0: No, my, my first one was Quinn Miners who I couldn't remember his name earlier, uh, was, was Quinn Miners. Um, I watched him at the senior bowl. I actually have some, some highlight video on my channel on him and he moved around. He played all three positions. He was playing guard. He played some tackle. He played some center. That's not easy to do. And he was a a, a man mover, whoever they put in front of him. He was, he had quick feet and was moving guys around. So as he comes in, but it's it's almost hard to say sleeper about him now because, you know, the big belly. Everybody knows who he is, um, you know, with that with that personality and, and the look out there and, and having some fun. But he was my first one. And my second one was Seth Williams. <clears throat> Again, I went to Auburn and I watched Seth Williams just be on the cusp of greatness. 6'3", 220 pounds, just a massive target. It had some big catches, uh, some game-winning catches. Um, for one reason or another, it never quite clicked where he ended up taking that next step into the stratospheric type of level. But I, I still feel like he's a, a a first second round type of talent. You got him in the sixth. So if it comes together for him, where he's playing in a, a standard offense instead of Gus, Gus Malzahn uh, at Auburn, where they did some some weird things, usually the the top runner was the running was the quarterback on his best teams, Cam Newton, Nick Marshall, et cetera, et cetera. Then Bo Nix, who he played with for three years, breaking in a freshman, a true freshman quarterback, uh sophomore junior. So again, it never quite clicked the way I thought it should for Seth Williams. But if it does for him at Denver, you got something. You got something there.
1: Yeah, I was thinking Seth Williams uh, off the top of my head there. Um, I'll go a deep sleeper here. I'm gonna go Kate uh Kerry Benson Jr cornerback, um, slot cornerback. Um, we know that uh, Vic Fiangio has maximized the smaller cornerbacks uh, so far in his, I mean, th- wherever he's been, uh, he does like those smaller cornerbacks because he plays so much off coverage. Um, and Kerry Benson Jr., if he would have played this season, I think he would have been uh, pretty darn high up there. Is he going to make the team? Is he going to be a practice squad guy this year? I'm not sure, but I'm trying to think of a deep sleeper for you. And Kerry Benson Jr. being a seventh-round pick, uh, the Broncos have an impending need at the slot cornerback position with Bryce Callahan i um, going to be a free agent after the season, already 30 years old injuries. I think he's probably, if you get good play from him this year, that's great. I don't think you pay him though. Um, so uh, I think I'm going to go with Kerry Vincent jr. As my sleeper for this season. Um, we got shadow in the house. Good to see you shadow. Uh, sup guys in chat room. Fellas, do you think whoever starts the season will finish the season? If not injured <clears throat>
0: We're talking quarterback here, shadow, yeah, he, really? he's gotta be, he to he's me? gotta be, mm-hmm. he's
1: gotta be, there's no doubt. Um, I'm going to go with no. Unfortunately, I think the answer is no here. I think that uh, you're going to see the the wheels spin a little bit and they're going to flip one way or the other uh, just to see if it'll jolt the offense and get things rolling. Um, I hope I'm wrong there, but uh, I do not see whoever starts this season taking the job by the horns enough to the point where uh, we don't even see the other quarterback.
0: Well, and, and here's what I've said all along is the, the quarterback position, the competition's not going to end. It's It's just not. Um, unless one of those guys just plays out of their minds, it's possible, you know, goes through the first four weeks of the season has, you know, 18 touchdowns, three interceptions that had matched last year's almost entire output. <laughs> so yeah. that's difficult to, to say, but unless that happens, this, this competition is going to go all year, all year long the minute. Yeah. One of them struggles are going to be calls for the other one. So those of us who might be getting sick, not me, I like a good quarterback competition of talking about who's going to be quarterback. It's not going to stop. It's, it's going to go. It, it's, it's just not going to stop all the way through Thanksgiving. So get used to it.
1: Yep. Uh, that's a uh, unfortunate reality. If you don't have a quarterback, it's just going to continue to be that way. a for sure quarterback. Speaking of for sure, TD coming back in back to back. <clears throat> Double super chats here on this fine uh, Tuesday morning, July 6th. Thank you very much, TD. Uh, saying, just to clarify, Caleb was the number one 2020 quarterback prospect and number seven overall. 247 Sports has projected him as a first rounder and his NFL comparison as Dak Prescott. Rather will be special this season. Keep an eye on Caleb, though. Broncos for breakfast. Uh, man. You know, there's, there's one position that there's just never enough of in the NFL and that's good quarterback talent. So God bless your, uh, Sooners and God bless Lincoln Riley, because we need all the quarterback help we can get in the league because it just makes the product so much better. And we've seen kind of a change into the guard recently with a bunch of surefire hall of famers, um, but retiring in the likes of, you know, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, Phillip rivers, uh, it's probably soon to be Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, the Suns, you know, at least it's dusk right now. So, uh, if Spencer Rattler or, and, uh, uh, <clears throat> Caleb can be a uh, first round quarterbacks and be good quarterbacks in the league. I'm all for it. As long as they don't go to the Raiders, right? I, unfortunately, the chiefs and the chargers already have their quarterbacks for the next 15 years. Uh, but let's just keep the Raiders in the, Although uh, Derek Carr is good, but let's keep them away from the elite. Now top five quarterback uh, category.
0: Yeah. And the, the, the track record for the number one overall type of quarterbacks so the past several mm-hmm. years has been pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. When we talk about the recruiting rankings and stuff, You see so many of these guys that, you know, assuming they stay healthy, assuming they stay out of trouble, keep their focus, you know, it's been pretty good. You know, go back four years Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, number one and number two. Okay. Those were both top 15 draft picks. So, uh, you know, they're the the guys that are doing the, the scouting and stuff on this stuff. They do a really good job.
1: Yeah. No, they, uh, a lot of times for the quarterback position, you can tell pretty quickly if they have it or not, as far as the tools, then it comes down to stuff that you don't know, unless you're working with them, right? Like that's the thing, like with Trey Lance, um, the athleticism, the arm talent, the mechanics, et cetera. Like it's, it's all there. What's what's in between his, uh, what's in between his ears, what's in his chest. That's going to be the difference maker for that quarterback position. Um, and we got uh, Andrew coming back in saying, as far as my kid, thanks for taking the high road with the Husker hat. um, Andrew, I'm going to be honest with you. The picture is about like yay big on my screen. So I couldn't tell it was a Husker cat. If it was, I might've given you a hard time. Um, I'm just going to be, we're just going to be completely transparent here and it's not the kid's fault. You know, it's never the kid's fault. It's, it's you as a parent. No, I'm just giving you a hard time, Andrew. Um, Yeah, man. The Huskers versus the Hawks. It's a good time. It's a fun rivalry. Um, I do think that you guys used to uh, kind of sleep on the Hawks, but now that the Hawks have been, beaten that booty the past few years i think there's starting to be a little bit of a mutual uh dislike which is that makes good college football it's not personal but uh, that makes good college football when you kind of have a little bit of back and forth and uh don't worry even if scott frost is struggling right now the huskers have too much money too good of a program that they'll be down like this too long unless you have a different opinion you think they're down for down and out
0: well we can get into this a little bit, but you know, joining the Big Ten wasn't the best move in the world for them. They had to make a living in in in, in Texas. And I said, you've seen yes. some of these yes. historically strong programs, Nebraska, Tennessee is another one who don't necessarily have a, a great in-state recruiting base, have fallen off a little bit the last 10, 15 years because now everybody's on TV, everybody goes to bowl games. So some of those mid teams have come up a little bit. Some of those teams that can't l- make a living in their own backyard and have to recruit, rely on recruiting out of state of struggle a little bit. And I point to those two teams as Exhibit A and Exhibit B in Nebraska and Tennessee, two teams that you know made a living in the, in the 90s and 2000s. But that's a conversation for a different day. But I, I think it's going to be tough for, for those two teams to, to reach the heights that, that we grew up with.
1: And uh, just to add on to that, with the recent uh, Supreme Court ruling and everything going on in the NCAA, I think it might even be harder for those teams in those uh, remote areas because you just don't have much as much of a uh, ability to expand your br- brand uh, nationally if you're playing in Nebraska. And it's going to hurt Iowa as well. I mean, it just, it just is. But, um, you know, so- Iowa's
0: made a living, you know, in Wisconsin to a certain extent of recruiting and developing. And Nebraska had that with the walk-on program. But when Nebraska really hit their their true heights, you know, they were getting skilled players from out of state too. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it, as Nebraska went more towards California, I just don't know that's as sustainable. Well, are you going to recruit, are you going to beat Ohio for, you know, beat Ohio State for Ohio kids? No. You know, are you going to beat Michigan for Michigan kids? Uh-uh. Are you going to go down and take the guys you want out of Texas now that you're playing in the Big Ten? No. So anyway, that's my Nebraska thoughts.
1: Yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Um, we got a super sticker coming in here. Bronco 17. you're going to have to let us know what it is uh, because of where we sit, where I sit. Um, I can't really, uh,
0: you know, for that, we'll even act it out. You know, <laughs> it...
1: the pair, the, the sunglasses and like the point <laughs> guy, um, the Bronco 17 and though with a 20, uh, $20 super. We thank you so much. Um, we appreciate the heck out of that. Uh, Mike, Oh, here we go. Peter saying loving that sticker. Me too. Especially with the dance moves there. That was a good one. Making me want to get a a drink with, uh, in a pineapple or something, uh, aloha. Um, and Michael coming back in. Thanks guys for the great content on the Denver Broncos. Broncos for breakfast are awesome guys. And Michael, uh, shout out to you. Thank you for uh, wishing me a happy 4th of July on Twitter. That was a very nice of you, uh, to do that. Um, so, uh, guys, unless we have any more coming on the tracks, I think it's probably gonna have to do it, uh, for this Tuesday. It's, um, I think it's just going to be Scott on Thursday. Um so this, not-
0: I thought it was later in the later in the uh in the week or later in the month. I had 24th in my head. I'm like, "Wait a minute. You know, coming up this week. Now I'm nervous. That's nope, coming it's up this fast. week."
1: Yep, it's 2 days. Um I'm going to be over on the Olympic Peninsula uh doing a hike and uh going to be joining the Olympic Coast as well, which will be a lot of fun. Um so uh yeah, you'll have to talk with Chad. Maybe he'll join you. Maybe he'll be nice enough to join you on here. I know we got to get wake you him up Athens. that early. It's, sure early here. Be
0: on. it's tough to be on this early, you know, working is one thing, but trying to be on is another. So we'll, we'll figure it out. So I need y'all. I, I need you, you know, mm-hmm. let, you know, let's talk, you know, don't, don't ask me about depth charts. That's, that's what he's for. Wait, he's for, that's Over, yeah, he's for that type of thing, but we can go into all kinds of different stuff, but I, I need everybody in the participation on Thursday cause we'll be, we'll be going solo and it's, it's easy to do this when everybody is engaged. So, uh, yeah y'all.
1: Yeah. Um, just, uh, make sure that you, uh, don't let the chat breathe for a second so you can take a drink. That's, um, uh, that was my biggest thing. I had the shows a couple weeks ago with by myself and, uh, came in with a full cup of coffee left with a full cup of coffee because <laughs> 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 that's that, what's different. My throat will
0: hurt. I will stop and say, we got to stop. I have to take a drink. Otherwise I'll, I'll be hoarse.
1: Oh man. Well, good luck to you. Um, I probably won't be tuning in cause I probably won't have service, um, but uh, I'm sure it'll go fine. I'll talk with Chad to make sure everything's fine. But you guys make sure you come and uh, cheer Scott on, give him, give him a hard time for me. Um, also that's, that's, if I'm not here, who's going to give him a hard time. Right. Um, so appreciate everyone for joining us today. It means a heck of a lot on, uh, you know, restarting this week. Uh, this has been Broncos for breakfast. Hopefully that's it. Yep. There we go. Broncos for breakfast uh, every Tuesday and Thursday at eight o'clock. Uh, mountain time. Uh, Maybe once the season starts, we'll go a little earlier, but uh, we need to, we're just trying to get through the off season right now. Uh, Make sure you follow us on Twitter at huddle up pod and at mile high huddle. Also guys, make sure you follow both of us on Twitter, Scott at scout Kennedy and myself at Nick Kendall, M H H. If we didn't get to one of your comments on here that you're dying to ask us, you know, ask us on Twitter. We will answer you. I have no issue. I'll carve out some time and, uh, you know, three or four Twitter responses to give you an in-depth answer. I'm not going to be flippant and say, Oh, whatever. You know, I'm, I'm here to talk football with you. I, I want to be available. And, uh, that's my favorite thing to do, right. To have these conversations to get in depth about it. Um, if you join us on Facebook today, please uh, follow us at facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod, and also facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle. Um, and while you're there, if you're joining us on facebook today click those thumbs up click the hearts up we got ron uh petty court coming in here with the hearts larry pearson diamond rattler michael andrew lampy brenton Degoy, uh, clayton heron for the hearts some we got some likes here uh as well oh the the loves larry pearson so uh, if you guys can click those thumbs up we're at 23 right now i was a michael jordan guy back in the day so it's not the worst michael O'Jamudia, although he switches number back to 13 but Either way, appreciate that. If you're joining us, though, on YouTube today, please click those thumbs up. Um, like, subscribe, and share. Uh, that can help us a lot. Um, obviously, not everybody's in a position where they can contribute like everybody that had today so far. And uh, we also have to give a shout out to everybody who did join us today uh, and contributed to the show with super chats, superstars, et cetera, et cetera. We got Max Powers in the house, Slide and Glide Bros, uh, Simon Weber, uh, Peter Middleton, Andrew Lampy, Shadow Jack. I'm just going to call you shadow Jack. Uh, TD Randall came in twice and Broncos 17 and 0. uh, obviously the community itself makes the chat go, makes the show go. But, uh, you people who are joining us and contributing are the real stars. You, you people. people. You people, you know what I mean? You people, the, the, the stars, the stars so in my book.
0: Here's, here's a question. I, I want to throw out to the community. My son is about 12 years old, already been through a year of middle school. So he's heard it all. Is it, is it okay to watch Tropic Thunder with him now? Mm-hmm. He's a big 12-year-old. He, he, Everybody thinks he's 14 or 15. Is, is it okay to watch Tropic Thunder with him now? I, I think it is. I, I think it is.
1: I watched Monty Python when I was 10. So, uh, <laughs>
0: well, What I we think... did is completely... Well, you're 20 years younger than me, but yeah. you know, we were talking about a lot of the stupid stuff that we did as 10, 11-year-olds. I don't want them doing that kind of stuff, but I think it's time to watch Tropic Thunder.
1: Yeah. No, I remember... Gosh, I don't know if I should share this. When we were... <laughs> really little um my sister and i watched uh, austin powers and I, she was probably in five years old four years old and i was eight or nine and uh, my mom really didn't want her to call anybody that was heavier um fat so she said Make, we don't call people fat we call them large and then we were watching that movie and she hears them call them you know fat <laughs> bass blank and uh she's like huh. We don't call him fat bass blank. We call him large no, bass blank. <laughs> she was like four. The worst one we, uh, that I've ever heard of or ever seen
0: was one of our neighbors wanted on his sheriff's star a certain word because they had just won. Just watch Blazing Saddles.
1: Oh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's like, well, that's that's the hero. That's what they called him the whole movie. That's what he wanted on his sheriff's star. So that was a phone call home to my neighbors.
1: <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That's uh, if you guys haven't seen blazing saddles, it's uh, it's meant to be satire. So uh, just oh, uh,
0: one of the funniest movies ever, ever made
1: without yeah. a doubt.
0: So, but that Can't was a conversation by. with the second grader going to school and having a request for his sheriff's star.
1: Oh my God. Kids, man. They do say the darndest things. Um, well, guys, we're going to get out of here. Thank you. Everybody who joined us today. I will be back next Tuesday. Scott will be here on Thursday. Um, everyone stay safe. Hope you had a good fourth. Hopefully everybody still has all 10 of their fingers or 11. No, no judgment. If you have an extra one out there, um, just no less than 10, unless you're born that way. still no judgment, but uh, love y'all. We'll see you soon. Go Broncos.